In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast presented by Fantrax. If you want to head over to Fantrax.com and get a really cool customizable league, go check those guys out. They've they've been hosting our mock drafts. It's been awesome. We've got a action-packed episode today. We're going to be talking about the NFC North. We've got a little bit of a lineup change today, which is awesome. We've got, first of all, I want to introduce Dale DeMott. How you doing, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! Awesome. I'm always here. Always here. Haven't missed at all? Maybe once? Maybe once. All right. And then also with us tonight, no longer in Circus Circus, is insert Rich. How you doing, Richard? Are you talking? Shut up, Richard. I'm doing pretty good, except Dale, you weren't there in Vegas, so yeah, that's one that you missed right there. Yeah, well, the whole well, because you guys say that the shittiest hotel probably on the strip, Circus Circus. You sounded so proud of well, that in our last episode. Well, shit, when you get six nights for six hundred dollars, I'd rather do that instead of paying a thousand dollars more for one of the nice ones. Yeah, but on our last episode on the mock draft that you did with Armando in the Circus Circus hotel. Uh, it's probably a shitty little hotel. You sounded so proud that you guys were staying in Live the from the Circus Circus. <laughs> hey, man. There's nothing wrong with it. It's creepy clowns, though. No, in the hotel, uh, it's probably the worst hotel. It smells like mildew. Hey, Listen, man. the room was the room was perfectly fine. Um, and if it makes you feel any better, they're actually going to be tearing it down eventually. Oh, yeah, good. I hope so. Their steakhouse is really <laughs> yeah. good. And they've got a downstairs at the Circus Circus. They, got, they serve a Krispy Kreme burger. That's that's good, man. That'll that'll kill you in like three bites. That's that's fucking gross, man. Dude, right. you didn't try it, all right? It was really good. I don't know. I think I I'm am... dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you a picture of a different burger after we do the podcast. That'll probably be uh, up there as far as the the level of unhealthiness with the Krispy Kreme burger. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're a little sad because Hall of Fame game was canceled. It's not like we were really gonna get to see much actual good football but it yeah. was the uh the introduction football nonetheless it was football nonetheless and um i'm pretty sad about it guys how you feel yeah, yeah the real football nerds are going to be really sad about this um yeah it is what it is i was looking forward to watching it just because it's football but uh i can live without it i don't know i kind of wanted to see if they would at least throw out the uh josh ferguson or uh you know robert turbin or something like that onto the field and get some some get, indication of that but we yeah, have start more start the over, games. start the overreaction really really soon yeah frank Gore's old man it's not an overreaction for me i really want to see those guys and see if they're worthy to be handcuffs but eh, i'm just yeah. sad about it yeah frank gore is an old old man yeah gotta wait four more days now hey wait hold on dale how old are you uh i am going to be 34 next month you're older than frank gore Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sad. Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. Man, oh. I'm older than Frank Gore. God. You actually uh, you actually graduated high school before <laughs> Frank Gore got into high school. No, that's not true. 
I'm not sure. He's just four years. Four years. No, 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 no. Frank Gore's thirty-three years old, so he's. He was, oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Yeah, but man, that's sad. <laughs> that is. I guess I'm right. getting old because I'm older than some football players now. That's really sad. That does suck. All right. Well, enough with the bull crap. Let's go ahead and get into our divisional previews. Divisional previews. Okay. All right. So we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the NFC North division here today. Uh, we'll start off then with the division winners. They were the Minnesota Vikings. Go ahead and talk to them about us. Talk to them about us. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Minnesota Vikings, we're at Eastleigh Fantasy, and you should be aware of us. <laughs> Dale, what's up with the Vikings? Yeah, um, I guess we could start off with the quarterback play uh, in Teddy Bridge, uh, Bridgewater. Um, last year, he played all 16 games, uh, but he finished with only just short of 16 uh, 16 fantasy points per game, which landed him as a 23rd overall ranked quarterback. Um, with only 14 touchdowns last year and 14 touchdowns the previous year, I don't see him improving much. Not much has changed. Um, I have him at the 27th best quarterback right now above RG3 and Mark Sanchez. Uh, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts on Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater about the same? Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's he's a pretty he's a good NFL quarterback, but for fantasy purposes, look elsewhere because there's there's about two dozen other quarterbacks you can get ahead of you know instead of Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly, exactly. I mean, though the one shining light is Laquan, uh, Laquan Treadwell, the rookie out of Ole Miss. I'll talk about him in a second. But Stephon Diggs is the guy um, that he's been a bust last year, and I think he's going to bust again this year. Um, you think Diggs last year, is a bust. I think so. Don't you? I mean, last year he had. Four games over ten points per. Uh, I'm sorry, over ten points. And they had eight games under six points. I think that's a bust. You can't rely on him. He's he's not going to start on your team. I don't think he's flex worthy. Do you? Last year I was think, he? I think for what he was, which is a waiver wire fodder type of player, he was perfectly fine for the few weeks that you played him. If you played him on those games where he broke out and had a long touchdown catch, <laughs> if you if you had him on a on a game that he had one point three points that game. Um, with only you know 13 yards caught with one reception, uh, he really I'm sure he, he really tailed off towards the end of last year. That's yeah. where he was disappointing. Yeah, I mean now he's going to be the second option this year to Laquan Treadwell. Um, Treadwell should get plenty of targets if Peterson stays healthy. Um, you know, of course Peterson keeps the uh, defenses honest, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Treadwell eclipse a thousand yards this season in his rookie season. Um, amongst all of us, I have him the highest at 39th receiver overall. Uh, going around the 10th or 11th round in standard drafts. Uh, you guys aren't as high. Do you have any expectations for Treadwell this year? I think Treadwell will be a whatever late round wide receiver kind of guy that you might be able to plug in for a few weeks. I just don't see that passing game being productive. Again, Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy that's going to light the world on fire. He's going to be a very mediocre to very low-end fantasy-type quarterback, and I don't see much production coming from that pass game because that's just really not what they do in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to be targeting a, a rookie wide receiver towards those later rounds, I mean, obviously you got better choices than Sterling Shepard and Kevin White, so. Yeah, I mean, the, this the is just only, not a passing offense. The only caveat to that is that I think he's going to be the red zone target and might end the year with, you know, seven touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I really don't see it. Uh, far-fetched to think that he can get a thousand yards I think he's fast he can catch the ball he's a big target um, like I said I have him 39th among wide receivers I wouldn't mind taking him 11th or 12th round um, I mean Teddy Bridgewater 
not that great. I mean, you're looking at, you know, 200 yards and maybe a touchdown per game. But, hey, if that was, uh, if all that's going to Treadwell, maybe, maybe something better than we think. Um, so I kind of breeze through the quarterback and wide receivers because it's really not much to talk about. Let's talk about the running backs. I do uh, want to ask you a question there, Dale. Would you rather yeah. have a, Would you rather have Treadwell or, or a guy in, in Cleveland like Corey Coleman, the other rookie? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'd rather go Coleman. Uh, just because we've seen what RG we, RG three can you know pass the ball efficiently, um, I I I'd say Coleman. So it's not like you're loving Treadwell. No, you just no. think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. And and I I just want to mention that don't be surprised if he goes for a thousand yards a season. Um, but no, I don't I don't have him very high. Okay. Um, uh, so Adrian Peterson, of course, the highest ranked running back this season by Armando and myself this year. Uh, we both have him at number one overall in running backs. Um, last year, Peterson finished with 1,700 yards and 11 touchdowns. Uh, I'm playing AP until his wheels fall off. Uh, most are getting scared because of his age. Uh, he's over 30 years old now. Um, but I haven't seen any signs of wear and tear yet. Now, there were times last season where, uh, you know, maybe he looked a little slower getting stuck behind, you know, some of the defensive lines there. Um, but then, you know, late in the third quarter, he'd break out for an 80-yard touchdown run. Um, if, if he was losing his wheels, he wouldn't be able to break that out. Um, like that. So I don't have, I'm not yet scared of Adrian Peterson drafting him as a first or as a best running back this year. Um, what do you, do you guys have thoughts on Adrian Peterson? Are you as, are you as uh, happy with Peterson as I am? Yeah, cl- clearly he's going to be a top three running back. I mean, he had four and a half yards per carry last year. He had over 200 yards receiving, not a whole lot, but it is the most he's had in the last three years. Uh, I've got no problem where he's being drafted right now. Yeah. I mean, and the one thing I was a little, um, I guess upset about last year. There was a lot of whispers coming out of camp that Adrian Peterson was going to get more involved in the running uh, in the passing game. That didn't happen, um, and I don't think it's going to happen this year again. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy into it. Um, you know, every you know last camp they said, oh, you know, he's going to be an improved pass catcher. We're going to use him more, and I think he had 30 receptions all year last year. Um, I expect more of the passing game to go to his handcuff, uh, Jerick McKinnon. Um, this guy, he's he's a, just an athlete, freak athlete. He's fast, he's big, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball. Um, he is the handcuff to own. If you own Adrian Peterson, you must, must handcuff him with uh, Jarek McKinnon. Um, again, I do, I do want to play devil's advocate there sure, a little bit. Sure. Um, you're not concerned at all, 31 years old, started training camp, already pulled his hamstring. Um, you're not worried a little bit about he. this is the year that he's going to break down? Look, I, I yeah, I am. He, and you know what? Let I am going to I'm going to draft him as normal and get Jarek McKinnon. Um, and I, I'm going to reach for Jarek McKinnon probably in the tenth or eleventh round because of that. Um, but we haven't seen any signs of breaking down. We haven't seen any signs of wear and tear. Until that happens, I'm going to be ha- you know I'm going to be draft happy with him. Um, yeah, I I don't see a problem. I, I I'm not worried at all. In the back of my mind, maybe maybe a little. Um, it, hence the reason I'm getting Jerry, Jerry McKinnon a little early, but, um, Adrian Peterson's going to be his normal self at least for, I mean, I'll give him at least eight weeks, right? Okay. Um, I think he'll be pretty damn good. I'm just a little worried that that mm-hmm. little hamstring pull 31 years old. Um, but he's Adrian Peterson, right? So, um, I might not have him number one, but he's definitely in my top five at running back. And I think he'll finish there. Look, if there was one little sign of him breaking down last year, I would say yeah. But there wasn't. There was nothing last year. I mean, 
he was completely normal. <laughs> like I said, he you know he had a couple of bad games, but he you know he broke out for for nice runs after those bad games. So I'm not concerned. Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, if he's gonna. <laughs> He, he's going to be, uh, if there's anybody that's a lock for double-digit touchdowns and, you know, 1,200 to 1,500 rushing yards, it's Adrian Peterson. So um, he's gotten double-digit rushing touchdowns every single year, um, <laughs> except for that 2014 season where, obviously, he didn't play the whole season, except right. for that first game. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think if, if I had to place a bet on, on any running back, that would finish in the top five, it's going to be Adrian Peterson. I mean, you got other great running backs going ahead of him, but, you know, David Johnson still don't know the full situation there. Lamar Miller, maybe he's not as utilized in Houston as everyone thinks he'll be. Devontae Freeman, maybe he suffers another concussion. I think Adrian Peterson would be more of a lock to finish in the top five as opposed to any other running back. Yeah, until you give me a reason, I'm drafting him. You guys agree with McKinnon, though, right? I mean, he's a handcuff to own. Yeah. 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 All right. What's next? All right, so next up then we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers. They finished number two in the division last year. Uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. What do we think of him, Christian? I mean, Aaron Rodgers last year performed a very much underwhelmed for where people drafted him last year. Um, last year, people drafted Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers in the first round. Um, those were your quarterbacks 1-2 and ADP. And if that's what you did, your fantasy team probably hurt because of it because – People assumed that the loss of Jordy Nelson was not going to affect Aaron Rodgers because he's motherfucking Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, But we saw that it did have a huge detriment to his playing ability. And not only that, but they weren't able to run the ball effectively because Fat Eddie came into the line. um, And he just wasn't himself either. So I think if both of those pieces are back to being normal, then Aaron Rodgers will be a top three fantasy quarterback again. Yeah, I mean, as far as Eddie Lacy goes, he he's actually come into camp about twenty pounds lighter. So he stopped, you know, all the McDonald's breakfasts that he's been having. P90X, baby. Little, yeah, right. Came in a little lighter this year. Uh, he wasn't a hundred percent for most of last year anyway. But with the with the reduced weight, I mean, I, I expect him to be a little healthier. Um, obviously, a little more agile out on the field too. I just want so to gonna say, help his endurance, gonna help his performance too. Just want to say real quickly, P90X. If you want to sponsor the show, we all have weight to lose, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't do testimonials because we're all too lazy to try now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I mean to go back on you know what you said, I I think that people are going to be getting pretty good value on all Packers players this year, including Aaron Rodgers and Eddie Lacy uh, and the wide receivers. Um, just because they all sucked last year, right? I mean, it's what what have you done for me lately? And uh, you know the recency bias, and um, I think I think they're all going to fall pretty a little bit better value than normal. Yeah, Lacey in particular, right now he's at ADP number twenty five. So technically, you can see him in the third round, which I think is really great value for him. I have him at number seven myself. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to contradict myself a little bit and talk about the wide receivers here um, because I'm not as high on these receivers as a lot of people are. Um, you know, people. I think some people maybe are thinking, um, you know, it's going to be back to good old fashioned, you know, high powered offense, Green Bay Packers that we're used to seeing a couple of years ago. Um, I have Randall Cobb at 22nd overall among wide receivers, not overall, I'm sorry, 22nd among wide receivers and Jordy Nelson at 15th among wide receivers. Um, lately in mocks that I've been doing, I'm avoiding them because people are grabbing them earlier than that. Uh, Cobb last year, as you mentioned, you know, he finished pretty disappointing um, but he had 800 yards and six touchdowns, which is okay for a number two receiver, except the fact that 
Cobb was playing as the number one uh, wide receiver in that offense. Um, he actually had more receptions and touchdowns as the new number two wide receiver on the team than he did when he was the number one. Um, so, yeah, I think Cobb is going to improve from last year. I don't think he is. Uh, I don't think he should be drafted as high as he is, though. Um, I have him as a number twenty-two running uh, wide receiver this year, and uh, I would just temper your expectations on Jordy Nelson coming back from the injury, though. Yeah, right now I'm the highest on Jordy Nelson among all of you guys. I have him ranked number seven among wide receivers. Brito, you have him. I believe it was like number seventeen or eighteen, uh, just like Dale does. I mean, yeah, he did. He did, he is coming off of an ACL tear. Normally, that's not you know something that you want to go ahead and see as far as a top twelve wide receiver coming back. But he suffered the injury really early last year. It was still preseason, so he's had a lot of time to recover. He did recently have a little bit of tendonitis there, but it's it's being reported as not being as serious. It's just a simple hiccup. Um, in his last full season, though, man, he he exploded. He had almost a hundred hundred catches, over fifteen hundred yards, and thirteen touchdowns. So he was, I believe, number two in in among wide receivers when he did play. Yeah, I expect similar production. He, I don't think he's going to be top three. I think that's a lock for ODB, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. But top ten, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good receiver. I'm just saying temporary expectations. He's not going to be the 2014 wide receiver we all loved. He, he's going to take a little step back. Um, and you know, coming from the injury, like you said, it was so early in the season last year. Uh, it was preseason, wasn't it? Um, yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's so early. He's definitely had time to recover. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be back to his normal his normal pace. Hence the reason I have him so low. Yeah. So let's let's remember. Okay, this guy's coming off of a devastating knee injury placed on the pup to start training camp. I know it's just tendonitis on the other knee, but I think that that's something that we're probably going to do anyways. Um, He probably had that issue of overcompensation um, where starts to, you know, your body starts to overcompensate for one injury by placing too much stress and too much work on the other side of the body. It's just a natural response. And it's something that I worry about with a receiver that's getting older in an offense. There's just other guys that I'd rather have. If I look at the consensus rankings, like there's just guys that there's no way that I would rank over uh, Jordy Nelson over. Like in consensus rankings, Jordy Nelson's eighth over a guy like Mike Evans. And I just wouldn't do that. Yeah, I agree with you. No, I don't have a problem taking Mike Evans ahead of, you know, Jordy Nelson. I think I would draw the line probably on... I'd say about the Allen Robinson level. I think I would take I would take Nelson ahead of him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I disagree, but I wouldn't argue with you. I think I think that's one of those. Do you want the quarterback or do you want the player? Because I think at this point in his career, and I'm gonna get some hate for it. At this point in his career, Allen Robinson's just a more talented player. Yeah, maybe. I'm you gonna get, make that bet. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for. Well, yeah, I'll make that bet. Allen Robinson has a better fantasy year than Jordy Nelson. I'll take it. I'll do it with Mike Evans, too. I'll take take Allen Robinson. (laughs) I'll I'll take it against Allen Robinson. Yeah, I'm I'm mildly confident about Robinson, and I'm very confident about Evans. Yeah. Yeah, I would would take uh, take Robinson over Nelson as well. All right. You heard it it here, guys. We hate Mike. uh, We hate uh, Jordy Nelson. A thousand dollars, Richard? thousand dollars a dollar per yard that more that uh alan robinson has over jordan nelson there you go. And jordy nelson out for the year <laughs> <laughs> fuck that we're not doing that. <laughs> so
severe case of tendonitis, worst we've ever seen. <laughs> All right, how about this? Five dollars per point per game. Okay, we'll figure it out off air. This is yeah. very boring yeah, yeah, for yeah. the listeners. <laughs> All right, listen. Per yard. No, just kidding. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> you guys want to talk about Richard Rodgers at all? Moving on. Fuck that guy. All right. All right, next up, then we have the Detroit Lions. They finished 7-9 and nine last season, third in the division. Uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, coming back. He's, he's going to be his first season without Calvin Johnson. I I have him as number 17. That's not to say that I have him you know, as a, as a low-end quarterback or as somebody that I wouldn't want to play. Uh, he finished the year last year pretty much on fire. He had 17 touchdowns and one interception in the last six games. What do you guys feel about him? On fire? Why didn't they do anything about that? That seems unsafe. <laughs> yeah, it was the invisible fire, so nobody could see it. <laughs> that was a really bad joke. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I, think, uh, I think... Go ahead, Dale. No, you tell me what you think. I think Matthew Stafford is being very undervalued this season. He's a guy that finished ninth in fantasy points last year. Had a great second half to the season um, once Jim Bob Cooter came in, took over the offense and calling plays and all that. Um, I like the guy a lot. I have him ranked just outside my top 12, so he's my number 13 quarterback. I got to try to see how I can figure out to sneak sneak him into my top 12 because I really think he's going to finish this year there. I understand no Calvin Johnson, but he's got a pretty good receiving core. Marvin Jones isn't Calvin Johnson, but he can do a lot of the things that Calvin Johnson did. And with... Jones, uh, Golden Tate, Bolden. We'll see what happens with the uh, Eric Ebron Achilles injury. Um, hopefully it's nothing too serious, but that's a pretty damn good receiving core. Yeah. I mean, out of out of all the quarterbacks that are, you know, being drafted after the, say, the 12th or 13th quarterback, say after, you know, around Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, out of all those guys, Matthew Stafford is the guy that's going to, you know, that has the best chance of breaking into the top 10 for sure. Yeah, he definitely has a lot of weapons out there. Like you said, Tate, Bolden, Jones. If Ebron is able to go ahead and come back from the injury, still no word yet on the severity of that. Uh, even, you know, Amir Abdullah, he can catch a few passes. Theo Riddick is out there. So he's got a lot of targets. So, And they're going to be in the top five in pass attempts. I mean, they've been top four for four out of the last five years. So you know that Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball 600 times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our running back, uh, Amir Abdullah, is going to be there. He's no more Joke Bell there, so it's pretty much going to be the Amir Abdullah show. He did have some fumbling issues last year. You know, I think he fumbled like four times in the first six games. After that, though, he only had one fumble for the rest of the year. So he, he did improve on that. It was more of a mental thing is what he was saying. I've got him around the running back number 29, uh, you know, behind people like Woodhead and Gore, but ahead of players like TJ Yeld and Duke Johnson. I think you guys have him pretty much right around there, too. I have him as one of the low-end starter starting running backs. He might be a good pass catcher, but he's going to lose almost all of that work to Theo Riddick because Theo Riddick is an excellent pass catcher. Um, and Amir Abdullah, I'm concerned about his ability to hold up in between the tackles. Um, however... He's a pretty good, talented guy. If he can actually follow blocks and you know run north and south instead of east-west, he should be able to be fairly decent fantasy-wise. I don't see him rushing for 1,000 yards. Um, Detroit has already come out with a little news story um, you know, last week about you know him them not being a team that's going to rush for 1,000 yards this year. I don't see that happening for Abdullah, but I think he'll be a serviceable... 
uh, flex or first bench type running back. Yeah, yeah I mean he I'm, had he had a pretty good he had a pretty good four point two yards per you know per attempt. It's it's okay, but like you said, he's not going to be getting the kind of work that's going to push him over a thousand yards. He'll probably get maybe ten or ten to twelve touches a game is where I would put him. Yeah, I mean I'm lumping him right there with Duke Johnson, JHI, and and him uh, out of those three guys. Bring those three guys: Duke Johnson, JHI, Abdullah. Uh, I'd probably do Johnson, Abdullah, Ajayi. Same for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, as far as the wide receivers go, like we said, they've got three receivers that any one of them can catch the ball pretty well. Golden Tate, obviously, is going to be the number one target there. He's not going to have Calvin Johnson on the other end of him anymore. Um, But, you know, Calvin Johnson last year, he had 149 targets and 1,200 yards. That's going to have to go somewhere. Uh, yeah, they just added Marvin Jones and recently Anquan Bolden too. So it's going to be spread out pretty evenly there. Um, Bolden obviously playing the the slot position, Jones opposite of Tate. But um, obviously it's going to be Tate's show there. Um, I'm on the bandwagon for Marvin Jones, and I've said this quite a bit. This and I think his value is so much better than Tate's value at this point. If I can get Marvin Jones right now, pretty much as my fourth wide receiver, I love it, and he's a guy that has tremendous upside, and I would not be surprised if he outscored Golden Tate. Well, the value, yeah, you're right. It is a lot better for Marvin Jones. He's going as the 88th overall, and Golden Tate's going at number 47 ADP. So about four-round difference there. Um, But remember, Marvin Jones last year, when he had A.J. Green opposite of him, he still was averaging about four catches per game, and he never had a 100-yard game last year either. So, yeah, he's he's switching teams. He's going to be... Opposite of Golden Tate, who's not as good, obviously, as, as A.J. Green. So, yeah, I, keep your expectations tempered on Marvin Jones. Yeah, he, he's going to be pretty good, but I don't I don't see him passing Golden Tate. I think if anything is actually serious with Eric Ebron's injury, Marvin Jones is going to be the red zone target. I mean, we've seen already two seasons ago him be able to have a double-digit touchdown season. Um, I see, actually, this year being pretty damn good for Marvin Jones. Where he's going right now is the 38th wide receiver off the board. I love where he's going, and I'd much rather have him on my team because I think year-end production, especially with Anquan Bolden possibly cutting into some of those you know slot-type routes from Golden Tate, I-, I really like Marvin Jones this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind having him on my bench, but he's not somebody that I would want to start week to week. Uh, if I went running back heavy or I drafted a quarterback or tight end early, I would have no problem playing Marvin Jones. Has a, has a wide Doc, receiver, too? Dale? Uh, flex type guy. Yeah. 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 You do not have to draft that. him I mean, as I'm a not, wide I'm, receiver, too. He's yeah, I'm being not drafted outs, outside your top 36. So he's pretty much a yeah. bench type guy that you can play as your flex. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, as far as the tight ends go, Eric Ebron, right now, we're still waiting to see the severity of his Achilles injury. If he's out, it's. Pretty much Brandon Pettigrew and Tim Wright that are left. Yeah, and both of them aren't doing so hot right now either. <laughs> yeah, I mean Pettigrew's still on the pup list. He, you know, he he tore his ACL in December too. So yeah, they'll they'll need to find another tight end from somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe get Austin Severian Jenkins. It's a bad joke. Sorry. Yeah, and sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Eric Ebron is a guy that if he's healthy, I've been slowly climbing on him. Um, during this offseason. I think he's such a talented player. He was drafted 10th overall by the Lions, um, you know, first round tight end pick. 
And we've seen tight ends just do not materialize for fantasy in their first two seasons. This is his third season. If he can be, if he's healthy, and he he very well might be their red zone guy. And I'd like him to be that guy this year if he's playing. But we'll see what happened with that Achilles. I'm not too optimistic about that. He wasn't terrible last year. He finished number 13. He only played 14 games. He had about six points per game, which is okay for tight end. So, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe he was due for a breakout this year. Like I said, we still have to wait to see what the severity is. All right, so to go ahead and finish off the NFC North then, we'll go to the Chicago Bears. Brito, what do we think about him? Um, all right, so let's actually start with Jay Cutler. Uh, he's a guy, personally for me, I don't think he's draftable in pretty much any type of league format. Uh, he's never truly had a great season, and he's not a guy that, you know, even in a two-quarterback league, I wouldn't be targeting. I mean, if he's your third quarterback, pretty much. Um, he hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards in, in eight seasons, um, and he's just a you know perennial 3,500 yards, 19, 20 touch, 19 or 20 touchdown kind of guy. Um, not the kind of quarterback that you want for your fantasy team, but um, he tends to really rely on his number one wide receiver, as we saw previously with Brandon Marshall in those days, and then Alshon Jeffrey when he was healthy a couple years ago. Um, he's a guy that can be very helpful for your number one wide receiver. You guys drafting him in any sort of format, do you think he's even viable at all? No. Uh, Too many other options, like we said. Yeah, I mean, two-quarterback league. He's, I mean, you know, in that, in that case, yeah, but, um, yeah, he sucks. Not in, not in any kind of standard, you know, one-starting one quarterback league. I guess two-quarterback leagues, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's I not at the bottom of the league. I would rather have freaking Ryan Tannehill than Jake Cutler. Teddy Bridgewater? That's not bad. Yeah, I, don't, I agree with that. I, I would Bridgewater? No, I, I take Cutler at that Damn point. Damn it, dude. You gave me, like, my least favorite quarterback of all time. <laughs> I, have Teddy, I have Teddy Bridgewater ranked as my 32nd quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, Dale. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, I'll take Cutler there. All right, Um. so, actually, where the most fantasy production, I think, is going to come this year for the Bears will probably be their wide receiver core. Um, Alshon Jeffrey. So these are Alshon Jeffrey's fantasy points per game numbers over the last three years. 11.6 last year, 11.0 the year before, and 12.2 the year before that. So he's been very good when he plays. Um, in my head, I've, I've kind of thought of Alshon Jeffrey as kind of this injury-prone guy. Um, but that's just all based on recency bias and last year. Because uh, the season before, I mean, the two seasons before that, he played full 16-game seasons. It was just last year where he just kept struggling to come back. And when he was back and played, he played well, but he was clearly not himself last year. Um, <clears throat> what scares me a little bit is how is he going to be health-wise this year because he's already missed three practices in a row. Um, <clears throat> and... He's probably not going to play in the first preseason game. He's already got, you know, a hamstring tweak. And it's just something that I would definitely monitor with a guy like Jeffrey. Wait, what do you guys feel about Jeffrey? You think he's injury prone? It's just, you know, bad history. Well, it's not looking good. It's not looking good recently. If we look at just recent history, like you said, he missed seven games last year. And he's already missed, you know, three practices in a row now. So, 
I mean, we still have some time left. We'll see how it develops over the preseason. I mean, they don't really have to work him out that much. They know he's going to be the guy once the season starts. So if they give him a little more time to actually recover and then bring him out, you know, just to warm him up a little bit before the season starts, um, then I'm all good to go on Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, I mean, his history is one the only thing keeping him out of my top 10. Um, yeah, I mean, if he could stay healthy, he's easily, easily in the top 10. And I think he's going to, you know, could have a huge year. But just a injury history, I don't trust it. Where do you have him at wide receiver? I've I've got him eleven, just behind. Yeah, so do I. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I have him at twelve. Okay, so so Ashawn Jeffrey's going pretty much right around there. He's he's ranked as um, the number ten wide receiver in consensus rankings. He deserves to be in that back half of you know your top twelve type of wide receivers, but obviously it's it's something to monitor throughout training camp. His health. Um, I'm a little worried about it, so. That's really my biggest uh, word of 